Tonight's that night. You can scream, howl, or bark at the moon. Us? We'll be shooting it with a sniper rifle. This is Grand Theft Podcast. very spooky edition of Grand Theft Podcast, where we'll be taking a rose-tinted look back at our favorite GTA games while eagerly holding up a sacrifice to Satan himself. I am your host, Gareth, and with me each week is the Lenora to my Johnson, the Jock to my Cranley, the Mount to my Gordo, it's co-host Gary. (laughs) Kind of scary, Uh, maybe. (laughs) No, uh how we doing are we good very good very good um it is spooky season um yes it is Uh, halloween is just around the corner it is it is and it's quite exciting are you going to be doing any pumpkin carving uh no uh i think the usual thing that we end up doing is just watching uh watching scary films but uh yeah i'm working i'm working at the weekend so oh Ah, that's rubbish i know i know so i'm just gonna make up for it afterwards <laughs> yeah quite right quite right yeah. i usually just close my curtain switch out all the lights and eat loads of chocolate myself yeah <laughs> tell all the kids at the door go away just go away. <laughs> and always i wake up in the morning there's loads of eggs all over my house and i've got no idea yeah, why uh, no i i just don't get that it happens to me as well just strange really strange <laughs> but it it's is spooky, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool um so we have a very uh special uh episode lined up for you tonight we are or today or whenever you're listening to this uh spoiler alert it's it's night time just now scary colt phelps is behind me (laughs) that was the other idea for tonight's episode was just to just to get a mirror and say colt phelps six times and see what happens yeah yeah that means two of them would appear yeah i just don't want that kind of energy in my house right now no um, but before we get started, um, I sprung for a bumper, so we're going to use it. Now it's time for... Gary Watch. So Gary, what order are you going to be playing the games in this week? Uh, I'm going to play them in the machete order, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is... <laughs> <laughs> San Andreas 3 Vice City. <laughs> That's Gary Watch. So... Like we say, we've got a very special episode for you today. We're going to go up to the top of Mount Gordo, we're going to light a little campfire, and we're going to tell some ghost stories. So make yourself uncomfortable, sit back, and let us scare you. Imagine, if you will, one of the most popular myths in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is one of the first myths to have been proven real. In the game, there is a variant of the Glendale car called Glenshit in the game's internal files. This vehicle differs from the normal Glendale because of its body panels, bumpers, then the doors are dented. Its damages cannot be repaired by visiting a pay and spray or by using cheats. These damaged cars are nicknamed Beaters. Several of these Beater Glendales spawn in the woods of Back and Beyond. However, they spawn on the side of a steep hill which makes them slide to the bottom of the hill as soon as they spawn, making it appear as if they are driving by themselves. This phenomenon can be witnessed at any time in the location, 
in Battle Beyond. It is unknown if this is a glitch or if game developers implemented this on purpose. The exact location where these cars spawn in Battle Beyond is just south of two horseshoe-shaped rocks. One of the dented Glendales also spawns in the Angel Pine Junkyard. Many fan-made videos show the cars whirring to life with their lights turning on and attempting to run down the player. While this happens, the car is immune to damage and will not stop unless the player is killed or the car somehow damaged beyond driving. No evidence that supports these videos' validity have ever been found. There's a glitch on some PS2 versions of the game where the ghost car that rolls down the hill spawns incorrectly right through a tree. <laughs> if this occurs, the driving wheels can be witnessed spinning on the ground silently while the car remains stuck. Ooh. It's spooky. spooky. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to be definitely will tonight. not be going down to the back of beyond uh, woods tonight. No, I was gonna. Not anymore. No. Uh, no. Not anymore. Demon cars. Demon cars. <laughs> confirmed. Yeah. Demon cars confirmed. Speaking of demon cars and demon vehicles, we move on to another popular myth. Cast your minds back to the 1980s, where horror films reign supreme in the cinemas. This myth is known as the ghost ship. If the player looks closely out to sea, the silhouette of ships can be seen far in the distance. They will appear around the time span of five to ten seconds, and then fade out of view and disappear with no explanation. The ships usually appear very far out to sea, near the horizon lines. What is very strange is that the ships do not look like the boat that would regularly spawn in the waters of Vice City. Some of them look like small naval ships. It is possible that the game developers implemented these ships to add more detail and realism to the game. Nevertheless, it is impossible to reach the ships by sea or by air, since the vessels are beyond the boundaries of the game and the physical realm itself. Shooting at these ships will trigger no response, as if the bullets just fly straight through. At rare occurrences, the game malfunctions and the ships tend to travel above sea level, giving the impression of flying and giving the player a creepy feeling. But this is just a glitch, which is very hard to come across. Oh man, you had me there. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I... I, I'm put off boats forever. <laughs> well, 
If that doesn't float your boat, how about the ghost train? <laughs> In Grand Theft Auto V, there have been numerous reports that players have seen rolling stock coupled together and rolling across the tracks with no locomotive. This is a rare glitch and can be witnessed in both Grand Theft Auto V and Grand Theft Auto Online. There is a lot of proof in its favor. The rolling stock may spawn, sometimes in groups of three to five, and they will be rolling in a steady rate and will gradually slow down and come to a stop after a while. The player is able to climb on top of these cars and inspect them normally, but there is nothing out of the ordinary with these, other than the fact that they spawn moving without any locomotive pulling them. This is an extremely peculiar glitch, and there are many online photos and videos showing this glitch occurring. The player is not able to speed up the consist nor slow them down by using any other vehicle to push them. If the ghost cars come to a complete stop, sometimes another moving train will come from behind on the same track. When this happens, the train can be witnessed going through the ghost cars as if they were not there. This is not a glitch, and it was possibly implemented on purpose by the game developers since trains are completely unstoppable and invincible. Having two trains somehow colliding on the same track could possibly crash the game. So game developers made trains non-solid when they touch each other. I get solid when we touch each other. <laughs> For those that are still listening and have not turned off the podcast due to pure terror, we delve into another story. This one takes place in the year of 2001. No, it is not the Space Odyssey, but it is Grand Theft Auto 3 and the Ghost Town. The ghost town is basically a small city block with Liberty City Bank and some stores and apartment. This is the place where the opening cutscene takes place. The streets and the buildings are non-solid and the town cannot be accessed without glitches, mods or hacks. The ghost town is floating in midair underneath the large hill of the upstate Liberty in Shoreside Vale. The ghost town is the set for the opening cutscene of Grand Theft Auto 3, where Claude is helping Catalina rob a bank before being betrayed and shot. It is highly likely that Rockstar designed the ghost town simply for the introduction cutscene, and then decided not to place it in Liberty City itself. So they simply placed it off to the side of the map, where it would be difficult for players to get to. However, players can access this 
through many means and ways involving the vehicle known as the Dodo. If you go down to Vice City today, you're sure of ghost helicopters. Ghost helicopters are abandoned police helicopters that fly involuntarily with no pilot in the cockpit, similar to the police and news helicopters in GTA San Andreas. Several investigators have revealed that the players can fly through these helicopters. These helicopters can be found flying around the city. Players have demonstrated that the rotor stops working on rare occasions. It could be a glitch, or Rockstar could have developed them as such. They could have been made to make the city feel more alive. If the players shoot down these helicopters, they will receive a three-star wanted level immediately. Now to move on to another chilling tale that would guarantee someone getting a six-star wanted level. This is the tragic tale of Jolene Cranley Evans. Near the peak of Mount Gordo, there is a large flat rock on the ground which bears the words, Chuck. written in what appears to be blood. Between 2300 hours and the stroke of midnight, the player will be able to witness a ghost manifesting itself near the rock. The ghost appears to be a female with long black hair, a white dress or robe, the ghost itself appears to be slightly translucent. It appears to fade away from view if the player gets too close. But it can still be seen through the sniper rifle scope and the phone camera. Jolene's spirit does not interact with the player in any form besides vanishing on approach. She has a permanent, petrified, open mouth look on her face, with empty white eyes staring directly in front of her. The only movement the spirit makes is a very slight bob in a circular motion of a cyclone of wind. It can be seen at any point in the game in GTA Online, not only at 100%, like the UFOs or other myths. It is proven that if the player goes to the campsite located next to Ursula's house, they will hear screaming. At the bottom of Mount Gordo, there is a small campsite that is usually occupied by four or five pedestrians. At night, this area is abandoned. At the same time, between 2300 hours and the stroke of midnight, the player will be able to hear voices screaming and the incomprehensible whispering sound 
when they look at the ghost. If played backwards, it says, Let's see your shot. <laughs> uh, I'm getting chills. We are going to wrap up this terrifyingly spooky episode with a story from Newbie over on the Reddit forums. Or should that be the Deadit forums? <laughs> this is simply entitled My Terrifying GTA O. It was just a regular day that turned into one of those creepiest moments of GTA Online for me. I was cruising around with my friend Wes. We were on my white motorcycle, blasting people for about an hour with sawn-off shotguns, because that shit is fun as hell. One of our victims, however, was a completely different kind of player. His character was dressed up like some sort of manic, all black clothing with a hockey mask. It looked like he was chasing someone on his black motorcycle. There's nothing too odd here. Just typical GTA online stuff. Then Wes and I witnessed him blow up someone as he or she was trying to get away from him with a sticky bomb. That's when we rolled up on this shady looking guy and I blasted him off his bike with my son off shotgun. Big mistake as we rode away from his crashed black motorcycle and a dead body, I got a text message from him, which I thought was a hilarious. I didn't think much of it. The message read, time to come home. About 20 minutes later, Wes and I were at a certain part of the ocean so I can show him something that scared me. It was a spot in the ocean where you have to dive underwater. The water is a dirty red color. I know of this location because it was where one of the nuclear waste barrels was at. It was pretty scary to me because the ocean kind of horrifies me in this game as it does in real life. After showing Wes the scary red water, we resurfaced and I noticed that our jet ski had drifted away from us. As we swam toward it, I got another text message. I like watching you swim, it read. It was that shady looking guy I'd killed a while ago. At this moment, I was in super defense mode. How was he watching us? It was either through a scope of a sniper rifle, or he was at his home spectating through his television. Either way, I didn't check by looking at the map because I wanted every fighting chance I had not to die through his sniper rifle. Wes and I swam back to our jet ski and hightailed it the hell out of there. When we were riding back to the shore to drive back home, I got another text message. Press down on the D-pad and look, look at my face. face. Run. Run. Nearing shore, I pressed down on the D-pad and saw that he was wearing a black hockey mask with red paint on it. Wes and I were pretty freaked out at this point. We arrived at shore and got in Wes's car and we headed back to my place for safety. I checked to see where the shady man was, and he was around the location where the red water was at. He was watching us, and now he started to follow us too. He was still far behind, but we kept a pretty good distance. After a minute or two at my place, I pulled up my map 
to see where he was at. He was outside my front door. He started buzzing the door, but I didn't let him in. He stood there for about three minutes until he finally left. Wes and I didn't want to leave the lobby because we were having fun as much as being completely frightened by this guy's eerie personality. We finally left my home and decided to head over to the discount store to buy some clothes. Wes drove us there in his car. I kept my eye on the map to see if that guy was still following us. He wasn't. It seemed like he wasn't playing at all, but he could definitely reach us in less than a minute if he wanted to. We arrived at the discount store and headed inside. As we were shopping for clothes, I got this message. Look behind you. There he was, right there in the back of the fucking store, standing there. Wes and I ran out of the store. I got out first, but he stabbed Wes to death when he got out. As my adrenaline was pumping, I got in Wes's car, he got on his black motorcycle, and he was in pursuit of me. He chased me to the freeway without firing a single shot. I wanted to get away from him as much as I could, so I tried shooting behind me, but I kept missing. As the high-speed chase continued, I heard a whisper in-game chat. Please, Please stop, stop running, running away from, from me. me. I, I didn't, didn't stop, stop driving. driving. I kept going. going. I, I didn't, didn't want it to end like this, this, he said, in such a quiet, victorious voice. I was confused because I was so far away from him by now because Wes's car was faster than his motorcycle. That's when I noticed the fucking sticky bomb on Wes's car. He must have planted it on there before going into the discount store. I didn't even notice it. The next thing I know, I'm dead. He detonated the bomb and finally got me. As I respawned and I sat in my chair and off what just happened, he sent me this last text message. Welcome home. Ooh, that was chilling. <laughs> I bet it was Cole Phelps. I bet it was. It was Cole Phelps. Cracked it. Cracked it. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think that brings to a close this spooky, terrifying episode. Yeah. And of course, we'd like to say a very ghoulish thank you to... GTAFandom.com They've done the work so we don't have to. And remember, while other podcasts are in school, we are out eating 11 peyote plants on a Tuesday starting at 7pm something 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 Wolfman. Until next week, keep it 666 six, six, six stars. Six, 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 six,